Welcome in Merry Christmas! Ho, 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 ho. Merry NFC North Champion Green Bay Packer Edition of the Joe and Ebo Show. The Packers are back, baby. About time. Hell. Yes, I do. The Packers going into U.S. Bank Stadium and vanquishing the Minnesota Vikings. 12-3. and Clinching the division and a win and a little bit of help away from clinching home field advantage in the NFL playoffs. Feels pretty good, doesn't it, Miller? Wow. How about this? I just saw it again. Aaron wow. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers rocking the NFC North champions hat said, quote, it feels great to win in this stadium where a couple years ago I was jeered leaving the field after breaking my collarbone. Feels pretty good. It was awesome, man. It was an awesome scene last night uh, from the running of Aaron Jones to the dominant defense of uh, Zadarius Smith and others of the Packers taking out the Vikings. They are champions of the NFC North. I cannot believe it. Year one of Matt LaFleur, a year removed from 6-9-1 and the disaster that was that season. They are now in the playoffs and a Seattle Seahawks win away or a Packer win away over the lowly Lions from having the road to the Super Bowl in the NFC go through Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So what do you say? Let, let's go Seahawks? Go let's Seahawks? go Seahawks. Are we a part of the 12th man now? Should I get you a 12th <laughs> man shirt for Christmas, Miller? Uh, whatever you want. I mean, they signed Marshawn Lynch yesterday. Beast mode. Uh, whatever we need to do uh, to get the Seahawks right because they play Sunday night uh, at home against San Francisco if the Seahawks win that game. Uh, and the Packers beat the crappy Lions, the Packers get the number one seed in the NFC playoffs. You think the Packers are going to beat the crappy Lions? I think the, uh, Yeah, I think the Packers are going to beat the crappy Lions. Um, so do I. Dude, last night was so cool. How about well, how about when the camera cut to the guy in the crowd after Kirk Cousins threw that interception, and he just looked beside himself? Like I think he realized that Kirk Cousins was indeed the Vikings quarterback. Reality set in, and he got pretty depressed. Could you imagine having Kirk Cousins be your quarterback? No, I can't. Um, and you know, we talked about it for the last week or so. The the stat, um, oh, he's zero and eight now, zero and nine on Monday Night Football. Like you think you'd luck yourself into a win eventually, <laughs> right? Uh, that you know, you just had a night where you didn't play well, but the defense rose up, or you had, you you had a game you didn't need to play well because the running back was going crazy, and you just had to go ten of twelve and be a game manager. I mean. It's almost the odds of going 0-9 on Monday Night Football are, you know, they're statistically impossible. Not not statistically not great, like Brett Hundley said. Statistically impossible to go 0-9 on Monday Night Football. I'm going to try and find Kirk Cousins, all the teams he's faced at Monday Night Football. Give me a second on that one. Uh, all right, we have a lot uh, to get to today. It is Christmas, so we do have some, some Christmas stuff uh, to get your holiday started. But it's all about the win last night. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have two Twitter polls going right now. Uh, first one, short and sweet. After last night, do you think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl right now? Yes or no? Uh, interesting that 55% of the vote saying no. Um, let's see, a couple of a couple of comments. D. Rich says, why not? Let's dream big. Uh, Scientist Wes says, time for a Brady-Rogers Super Bowl for all the marbles. That would be Ooh, pretty sick. The King RXX says, anything is possible Miller, all you have to do is believe. <laughs> that's the only. That's the one new wrestler I know. Yeah. Believe. Uh, is he still a wrestler though? Uh, I believe he's now Bray Wyatt, who's the uh, champion. He's got a new persona right now. So he's no, a champion. Yeah, no more. Believe's a champ. Yeah. So you do believe. Uh, and then the other Twitter poll, oh, because there was a lot of great sights and sounds from last night. Uh, besides the Packers win, which was the best moment? The chance of go, pack, go that were cascading through the stadium in the second half. Uh, the Vikings punting with four minutes left. I still can't get my hand, arms around that one. You're down 13. It's last stand time. You've got, you know, you're probably going to lose, but you've got to still play but it out. You want to show a little fight. Right. And at least, you know, show your fans and your team 
that we're going to go down fighting. No, the Vikings waved the white flag with four minutes and away. Classic. I, I mean, Mike Zimmer's such a crusty old douche anyway, and he just quits, and then he doesn't even shake LaFleur's hand. I mean, oh, he awesome. shook his hand. Yeah. It was Barely. one of those quick millisecond shakes. So, so we have that one. We have, uh, the Vikings just booing mercilessly Kirk Cousins in the offense in the second half. That was hilarious. And then the mass exodus after the last interception, which basically sealed the fate when you saw the mass exodus of fans leaving for the exits. Uh, right now, the chance of Go Pack Go with a slight lead over the Viking fan mass exodus. I They're all great. Uh, to me, though, I just can't get past punting when you're losing by 13 points with four minutes left. Basically just saying we're quitting with four minutes left. I mean, Kirk Cousins could have went back and cocked a, like a long interception off. could have been the same thing as a punt, you know? I, don't, I voted for this one the Vikings fans booing their own team. Because everyone talks about how they're Minnesota nice, and they're always just like, oh, yeah, at least we're there. At least we got the chance to do it. We still, you know, good game. Oh, shoot, yeah. But them just going off and booing the hell out of their own team after they were, like, pumping their chest of how much better they are. They go from booing Aaron Rodgers, who got hurt by Anthony Barr, to booing their own team. That right there is poetic justice. Loved it. Uh, that, that is pretty good. Uh, 608-321-1670. We're going to visit with our, uh, our Packer insider, Rob Reichlaforbes.com coming up in one hour. So let me ask you the other Twitter poll question then, Evo. Do you think this team feel, does this answer or, you know, does this address some of the doubts or concerns you had about getting a signature win or looking the part of a Super Bowl team? Do you feel now that this is a Super Bowl caliber team after what you saw last night? Gosh, with all of the... You know, games leading up to this, and you have question marks on it. The offense looks questionable, hence the question marks. They can win, and Rodgers has said this, as long he doesn't care if they win ugly. If they win ugly all the way to the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. I, I will now believe that if you're 12-3 and three and won the NFC North, swept the Vikings, who are a playoff team, and yada, 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 why not? You need a chance to be in the playoffs. Packers now could lock up home field advantage. The that's what you want in the playoffs. I think the Packers are a Super Bowl team. Yeah, I yeah, think they do. And again, look, one, one it's not pretty, but whatever. Well, that and that's what I was just going to say. I, I, you know, this, this isn't the, the greatest Packer team we've ever seen. This isn't the greatest NFL team we've ever seen. But you, 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 you go with what you have, and right now they are winning, and right now they have a very good shot, in my opinion, to get home field advantage because I they're going to beat the Lions. And then the question is, Seattle is banged up, no doubt. Uh, and San Francisco has probably been consistently the best team in the NFC this year. Uh, but for one night only, you know, would you really bet against Russell Wilson? Would you really bet against that crowd that the Seahawks – I mean, they're still a good team. I mean, Seattle's still 11-4, and four, that they could not rise up one night and beat San Francisco. And if they do, uh, the road to the Super yeah. Bowl goes through Green Bay. And I would say if if you have the, the two games being played in your building to go to the Super Bowl – uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that fits the criteria or the definition of being a Super Bowl. It contender. totally does. I mean, it's not it's not sexy by any means. It's kind of like getting tidy whities for Christmas. It's not sexy, but they're reliable, right? They can they they get the job done. Packers like the tidy whities right now. Yeah, they're just getting the job done. They're just, they're, they're they're stretchable. They bend. They don't break. They're there for you. They're not yeah. even. I mean, is it? Is it? Can it just because? I mean, is it, can it even be boxer briefs? Is it just? Yeah, sure, it can be boxer briefs. Sure. I mean, boxer briefs are a little more sexier, but the well, tidy whiteies. You know, like the compression. You know, like boxers are what most guys are wearing now. I mean, are the like Packers the, sexy? Uh, no, they're not. Are se- tidy whiteies sexy? No, God, no. Then they're kind of like the tidy whiteies. Okay, that's a good analogy. Packers are the tidy whiteies. I like it. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Jamie, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I like the analogy of tidy whiteies. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, your crazy aunt didn't get you any. No. Um, hey, I want to say that I am really happy with how the defense played, but I'm also really happy that Gooden Guns went out and spent some money for some guys. Right. And I say that because I know that um, we've been on the defense for bending, not breaking, but not putting up good stands. But they did a really good job last night. Actually, I thought the Vikings defense looked like what the Packers looked like like four weeks ago. Yeah. Defense, just because they were, and um, just because they're on the field too much. So, and my question is, and maybe I missed it, but how come in the beginning of the year I saw a lot of motion on the offense, and this year I don't see a lot. It, towards the end here, it seems like they're just trying to go like mano y mano, and 
I figured about going against – they did a good job against Zimmer's defense, but I just thought they would do some motion to make them show their hand more. Yeah, it's a good yeah, question. Thanks, Jamie. Have a good Christmas, you, bro. You know, I, I think there's, you know, some of it is, you know, you're li- relying on, you know, again, when Aaron Jones has 20-plus touches, they're undefeated. Uh, I still, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll die on this hill saying these Packer wide receivers are like the worst I've ever seen. And I don't know what you can do, Jamie, outside of Devontae Adams, who, of course, was great last night. And, like, our Packer well, Insider. Well, they like their Devontae one-on-one matchups just because he's so good. Right. And, and uh, like, our Packer Insider tweeted it out last night. The Vikings, who and Zimmer, who's supposed to be a defensive guru, they have to know the only real threat the Packers have is Devontae Adams, yet they kept leaving him one-on-one. Why wouldn't you double him and say, dude, if we're going to lose, we'll lose to Jake Kumaro and Alan Lazard. So, Jamie, I just I, I don't know how much of it is just what what they can do with the limited talent they have. I mean, Jimmy Graham again, worthless, and the one catch he makes, <laughs> he freaking fumbles it. Um, you know, drop passes after drop passes again. So I just I don't know what if it's a lack of talent or if it's just you know uh, that's what they want to do. I will say this: I, I mean, it's clearly becoming the Aaron Jones show, Jamie. So. Um, you still obviously have to have a passing game, and you have a pretty good guy throwing the ball last time I checked. But, I mean, dude, they don't lose when Jones gets 20 or more carries. Yeah, he's phenomenal. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers focuses and dials in so hard on Devontae Adams. Is it a, I mean, is it a bad Is it a bad thing that he does? Because who are you going to trust? MVS, Geronimo Allison, uh, Jake Kumaro. Did you know he went to Whitewater? <laughs> what? Alan Lazard looked decent at times, but Aaron Rodgers loves Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams is a top-five receiver in the NFL. Why not dial in on him? If, if it's working, why go away from it? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if, if when he again, when, when he touches the ball, talk about Aaron Jones, 20 times or more, they don't lose. And last night, he was he was dominant. I mean, the second <laughs> touchdown run put the, put the game down. Let me just read off the stats for you for uh, receiving. Devontae Adams had 16 targets, 13 receptions. Alan Lazard, nine targets, five receptions. Jamal Williams, two targets, two receptions. Jimmy Graham, one for one. MVS, one for one. Tyler Irvin, one for one. Aaron Jones, three receptions for uh, two catches. Then Mercedes Lewis, one for one. Um, who, I mean, who are you going to throw to? Exa- well, exactly. You, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that Rodgers has been far from perfect, so he obviously shoulders some of the blame. I mean, he's had an average year at best. Um, but you see it. I mean, you saw it again last night, three or four times. They just they don't have the the weapons to be a high flying offense. So then we go back to the question: Can they be a Super Bowl team? I still think they can because you have a when you have a defense that played like it did last night, and you have a running back that played like he has all season. What what wins in January? Like I always say, this great offenses are what gets you into the playoffs. Great defense is what wins in the playoffs, right? Look at the teams that have won the Super Bowl. It's not these record-setting offenses. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Matt Ryan and these guys were all great the last couple of years in the regular season. But when it got down to it, what won? Patriots in defense, the Broncos in defense, the teams that the twelfth man, the, yeah, Seattle in defense. defense. So, and who's peaking right now? The Packers defense. Who's looking really good? The Packers' defense. So, absolutely, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. Again, do they look like the most dominant team I've ever seen? No. Um, but, again, Seattle was a two-touchdown favorite who lost at home to a three-win team on Sunday. Uh, the Saints lost at home two weeks ago to a four-win team. So, every, you know, no, nobody, you know, at San Francisco lost at home to a four-win team. Every one of these teams has had bad performances the bottom line is this. The Packers are potentially a win away from having the road to the Super Bowl go through Green Bay. Uh, if you have to play two games at home to go to the Super Bowl, I like this team's chances a lot. I think you'd be a, a Super Bowl contender. I would definitely say that fits the description of a Super Bowl contender. I mean, you got to get into the playoffs to make the Super Bowl, but if you were the one or the two seed in the NFC, wouldn't you be, you know, uh, the main contender? Yeah, I would say if you're the number one seed. <laughs> like, I mean, right. okay. I would, uh, I would say that's a uh, an accurate statement. We put this Twitter poll in the field to start the show. Do you think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl? 53.7 of you. Love the new Twitter yeah, poll with fractions points, yeah. uh, or decimal points. Uh, 53.7 of you saying no. 46.3 of you saying yes, they are now a Super Bowl team. Uh, and then th- have some fun with it. 
because there was a lot of great sights, sounds, and scenes at U.S. Bank Stadium. We want to know which was the best non-football moment. Uh, the chance of Go Pack Go. Uh, the Vikings fans mercilessly booing their team at the end. <laughs> the mass exodus of Viking fans. Or this one, which I still can't understand. Uh, the Vikings down 13 points with just under four minutes to go. Your last stand time, yet they punt it. They wave the white flag and basically say, we quit. Tough. With tough four scene, minutes dude. to go. Tough scene, isn't it? Uh, unbelievable scene. Uh, right now, 42% of you saying the Go Pack Go chant leading the way. Second place, uh, 27% of the vote, the mass exodus of Viking fans. It was definitely a tale of two halves. First half, like... What did you feel about the first half of that game, besides if you're a big name on the Packers, you're trying to one-up the other big-name Packers of how you can screw the game up? I felt like the, the Packers had outplayed them, uh, but the turnovers were just a setback, and it was like they're going to regret those turnovers because they should be up 24-7 at the half, and they were ended up they were losing 10-9 at the half. But you felt like they're moving the football, the defense is playing well, like we could absolutely win this game. Because I didn't know. I mean, honestly, the way – like, barely beat the Redskins – uh, Could you imagine if the Vikings had a good quarterback? No, I can't. <laughs> they would they would have just dominated the Packers. But that's thankfully, like saying, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. That's like saying if the Bears had a good quarterback. Yeah. Or, you know, it, no, I Who's can't. better? Trubisky or Kirk Cousins? <laughs> that's a good question. 608-321-1670. Conrad, welcome to the Joe Nebo Show. Oh, boys, it's a good morning. Man, Christmas Eve and a little bit of a... A present for uh, Green Bay Packer Nation, yeah. NFC NFC uh, North champions. Conrad, were you, were you screaming at the TV last night? You know, I got to give a big shout out to the Bowling Alley in Waterloo and uh, <laughs> Whispers Roadhouse in Waterloo. They were uh, uh, they hosted me. <laughs> <laughs> they hosted me. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, I had to split up the time because I think I was uh, scaring people. But hey, uh, Conrad, I would love to watch a game with you. Are you like very adamant? Uh very animated. Adamant. Very animated. You know what I struggle with is like uh, little purple people like around me. I, I guess I give they are so ballsy to be going out to Packer bars and and then rooting for their team. I just it blows me away. But I uh, always have to just kind of just bear down on my spotted cow and uh, just just <laughs> hunker down and not worry about what's in my surroundings. But you know what? I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, I'd love to say pull the call. I predicted the, uh, a 24-21 victory with a heavy dose of Aaron Jones and the Smith brothers. Guys, guys. the only thing that didn't happen was the Vikings scoring 21 points. <laughs> we clobbered them. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I just – I don't know. I, I really appreciate the coaching job that was done when it looked like the wheels were going to fall off, but all of a sudden we were only one point behind at half. Mm-hmm. I knew right then and there. I was like, well, I'm going to the bowling alley, see what's going on over here, and got boom. <laughs> That's how it goes. Conrad, you're the man, dude. All right, boys, you have a good one. Go hey, Packer Merry, Nation. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Conrad. Conrad. Uh, Kaboom. Yeah. <laughs> 608-321-1670. No, I mean, when you, uh, when you look at the way they came into this game, uh, Ebo, the last couple weeks, yeah, certainly coming in on wins, but maybe a little shaky, right? With certainly the Redskins game, even the Bear game. Uh, you know, you were a sizable underdog, five, six points in this game. Uh, how surprised were you as to what happened last night? I was, I want to say I was surprised, but I've never been a believer in Kirk Cousins. But with the way he was playing leading up to this game, I thought, and how they were undefeated at U.S. Bank Stadium, the Packers hadn't won. I thought. I honestly thought Kirk Cousins finally would have got a win on Monday Night Football and been 1-8 instead of now 0-9, which is hilarious. Worst record of all time on Monday Night Football. The dude can't show up in big games. When the lights get bright, he shies and hides. He is, I hope the Vikings extend him for a lifelong contract. (laughs) Like when the Packers, that defense is the real deal for the Green Bay Packers. Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith. Kenny Clark, I mean, those guys were phenomenal. Even even Kevin King getting in on the action, Miller. Did you know that Ted Thompson? Well, I, well. did you know this that he didn't he didn't go for T.J. Watt? What? Yeah, did you know this? No. He went for Kevin King and then got um, Vince Beagle later on in the draft uh, for it. No, I, maybe I did read that somewhere. Once. Isn't crazy. it nice to see a GM spend money on free agents and then have an <laughs> impact on the team like Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith? 
That was incredible. I just saw the stat flash up. NFL leaders in combined sacks and quarterback hits going into Week 17. Uh, number five is Joey Bosa. Number four is Chandler Jones. Number three is T.J. Watt. Number two is Zadaria Smith. And number one is Shaq Barrett. Uh, all right, 608. Now, how cool is that? That's pretty badass. Um, uh, give me then. Uh, give me the an- the answer. Not could they potentially. Are you all right I'm great. Yes or no? Cheers. Will will they go to the Super Bowl? Yes or no? Right now, if you had to put your money, if you I said Ebo, here's fifty bucks, put it on a Super Bowl bet. Packers or the field? Who are you taking right now, today, December twenty fourth, no, that was nineteen. That's Christmas Eve. Are you putting the Packers or the field right now to go to the Super Bowl? Well. I don't know how you could possibly ever be in a bad mood today. <laughs> He's looking at you, Nelson. I don't know how you could be in a bad mood today. It's Christmas Eve. You know, but have some celebrations. Packers just won the NFC North, beat the swept the Vikings. I'm sipping some eggnog that's 190 proof. Mm, delicious. Packers going to the Super Bowl, man. All, All the right. way. Nelson, you taking the Packers or the field? I'm gonna go with the field. Who would be and now? Does that change if it's if they if Seattle wins next week and the Packers win next week and the Packers have a home field advantage? Do you change that opinion? Uh, it would definitely help tilt me towards that side. But with all those turnovers that they had and how bad that offense looked, especially in the first half, you would have to think a competent offense like a Saints or a 49ers would have taken advantage and scored more than ten points in that game. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the comeback, and but then the comeback to that comeback is well, what if that game's in Lambeau, you know, in mid January? Is is Drew Brees going to be the Drew Brees, you know, or are you going to have an Aaron Jones and Darius Smith? Um, that's where again, to me, Ebo, a lot of this comes down to how important that game uh, is next week with Seattle and and the Forty ers because if you win that game. Uh, if you're Seattle, the Packers didn't get home field advantage. And that, that would change the opinion. No one more iconic when it comes to Green Bay Packer coverage than our Packer insider, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. Merry Christmas, Robbie. And uh, and a happy belated Festivus to both of you. Yeah, Rob, I told you yesterday, you didn't make any of my airing of grievances. So well done, Rob. Well, you know, the feats of strength will come later. So we'll, we'll see how that works out for us. Well, it, it should be a festive holiday. You bring the poll and... And we'll go from I, there. I got a poll here. In fact, uh, one year Miller got a little sauced up on eggnog, and he hit me in the ass with it and bent it. <laughs> that's that's are all true statements. And we're, we're doing eggnog again. And this we're year. drinking that same eggnog because we've <laughs> certainly what, learned. What happens listen. after hours at the zone? I think. Oh, it was during hours. hours. It was right. definitely during the show. Oh, during the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, even better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Rob, just just give it to me. You know, your level of stun uh, after that thing went final. That the Packers not only went in there and won but just absolutely dominated that game, especially in the second half against the Vikings last night. Yeah, on a 10 scale, Joe, it's, it's my, my level of stunned is a nine that they won the game and it's a 5 million, you know, that they, how they, how they dominated the football game. Just, just absolutely shocking what they were able to do. And, and really it, to me, Joe, the offense played kind of about how I expected Rogers for the most part was the Rogers that we've seen here in, in 20. 2019. Um, I, I hate to use the term game manager, but he, he's not winning games for you anymore. And, and you just you hope for the most part, he, you know, he, he gives the ball to Jones. He, he takes the safe throws. He, he doesn't hurt you because he's he's not making the wild plays. But they're putting the they're putting the ball in the hands right now of obviously their playmakers, which is Jones and Adams, and and then and then hoping that the defense can can carry the day. And I, I, I've just been digging into some defensive numbers this morning, guys, for some stuff I'm going to write. And, you know, what, what they have done in the last month on defense is is remarkable. Last night was clearly the crown jewel of it all. You know, 139 total yards for Minnesota, seven first downs. I mean, think about that, guys. In today's NFL, where every rule and everything we've seen instituted in the game for three decades has, has favored the offense. What the Packers were able to do last night defensively in that building um, what Darius Smith was able to to do last night and, and really all through 2019 is, is pretty incredible. And, and guys, they they put themselves here, you know, in in almost uh, a certainty of having a first round bye now. Uh, they'll be a 10 point favorite, I think, is what I saw it open at in, in the Lions game. Almost no way they should ever lose that game. As long as they win that, they'll be no worse than the two. If they get some help Sunday night from from Seattle knocking off San Francisco. They'll jump up to the one, and they wouldn't have to, have to leave Lambeau Field. It's, it's absolutely stunning across the board, guys, and 
it's uh, it's clearly turning into a, a, an unbelievably happy holiday for Packer Nation. Uh, visiting with our Packer insider, Rob Reichel. So, Rob, to that point, if I would have told you uh, in August this is where they'd be sitting, what, what of this journey of this season has been the biggest surprise to you? Is there one thing that jumps out that say, boy, I mean, a lot of things had to break right for them to be in this spot, but this one above all, I still can't believe I'm seeing it with this team. Yeah, I think I told you back then, nine and seven, maybe some breaks, Joe, ten and six. I, I think the one thing that jumps out as much as anything is they've caught all those breaks, right? They, they missed Mahomes um, in in their trip to Kansas City, which let's let's be honest, they're an underdog in that football game if Patrick Mahomes plays. Um, you know, maybe last night's game is different if Dalvin Cook is on the field, right? They miss him, and really the, the greater, you know, the the greater story here behind it all, Joe, is is this is this is probably the most healthy team the Packers have had in our lifetime, right? We we're, we're so used to getting to mid to late December in the Mike McCarthy year and having, having 12 guys on, on injured reserve and, and 20 a week on, on the injury list. And, and McCarthy's hoping to scratch and uh, feel a, a team somehow of 46 men every Sunday. I mean, these guys week after week are leaving five, six, seven guys off, off the 46 uh, on game days that are healthy. They have healthy scratches and healthy inactives every week. That to me is a surprise. Um, I'm not surprised at all about Zadarius Smith. Maybe a little bit that he's been this dominant, but I think I remember telling you guys through the course of, of training camp, he, he was the best player on the field most days, certainly the best player on defense most days. I, I've been banging the drum, guys. You know this on Aaron Jones for two years. Give him the ball, and, and you'll see uh, you'll see his numbers skyrocket. Um, th- that they're finally doing that, and certainly even more so down the stretch here, guys. You, you go back and look at his carries through the course of, of 2019 here that they, they were a little, they were a little more minimal um, at, at the start of the season. They were treating him a little bit uh, more with kid gloves and, and now they've taken those gloves off and, and, and they're going to ride Jones hard down the stretch and, and give him 20 plus touches every single game. And um, it, you know, guys, I, I thought Aaron, Aaron Rodgers at, at mid season was in the midst of a, a huge bounce back year. Um, especially after the Oakland game where, where what did he throw that day? Five touchdowns, I want to say. Perfect passer rating, uh, Rob. Yeah, perfect passer rating. You got it, Evo. And, uh, you know, he, he, he has started to look a little bit more like 2017, 2018 Aaron Rodgers again. And, and guys, I, I think for them to make a deep playoff run, he, he's got to get back to 2016, 2014, 2011 type Rodgers. Uh, whether he can do that or not remains to be seen, but but really, Joe, just, just across the board, I, I think they've I think they've caught all all sorts of breaks. Uh, the defense has come on like gangbusters here in the last month, and it, it's starting to play again like a championship level defense that you saw in Week One in that in that team that went to Chicago. And and if that's the case, and, and they don't have to leave Lambeau Field, guys, anything is possible. You know that, Robbie. What is it with uh, Rodgers? Because if Aaron Jones is stopped, like you know, get to the playoffs, there are going to be some pretty good teams there, and that probably game plan, I'd assume, to stop Aaron Jones. Hell, that was the Washington Redskins' plan, was to make Aaron Rodgers beat them with his arm. In what universe would you ever hear a team say that, you know? So is, is it Rodgers struggling? Is it the wide receivers really just aren't that good outside of Devontae? What is it, in your opinion, that makes Rodgers have a, a lackluster year? It's a $64,000 question, obviously, Yvonne. I know the Packers would like to figure it out. I mean, age gets everybody, right? Everybody declines. Um, Tom Brady's not the same Tom Brady that he was a few years back. Rodgers right now, guys, reminds me. You, you remember when New England won that first Super Bowl when they upset the Rams and and and, and Belichick really through the course of that year after you know after the injury to Drew Bledsoe, he, he he put the ball in in Brady's hands, but he, but he also he, he also asked him to be a game manager, not lose games, rely on the run game. Um, you know, re- rely on an unbelievable defense, and and that was a good enough formula and a model to to go and win that Super Bowl when they upset the Rams 2017. You know, back in in 2001, and I I feel like I'm kind of watching that same Rodgers right now at, at times. He, he he will he will make one or two. He didn't last night, but he's usually making one, two, three wild plays a game. But but for the most part, he's He's just trying not to throw interceptions, taking the safe checkdowns, you know, taking the safe play, I guess, and holding the ball too long, not making mistakes. Um, I, I don't know, Evo. They don't know. There, there yeah. were times last night I could, I could see it. And I'll, I'll see it more when, when, you, when you watch the All-22 um, because I only saw the TV version last night. But when, 
you know, you will see guys that are open and Rodgers is passing on things, hoping for, for bigger stuff. You remember the the play early in the game, guys, when, when the Vikings brought the house and, and Rodgers floated a ball deep. I, I want to say it was one-on-one coverage down the sideline for Lazard. Now, if you go back and watch that play again, for example, Geronimo Allison is wide open. So he, he took the wrong guy there. I I don't. It's not a very good group of receivers. I think we know that. Evo, they're going to have to upgrade that dramatically in the draft. But Rogers also just isn't playing very well. And I think they realize that as a coaching staff that their best path to winning the games is, is with Aaron Jones trying to get the ball in Devontae's hands ten to fifteen times a game, and and then trying to you know trying to make some hay with this defense and and make sure you win the turnover battle. And and if they do that, guys, and, and the games are at Lambeau Field and it's nine degrees and teams like the Saints or the Seahawks have to come into Lambeau Field, Green Bay is going to be hard to beat. It's 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 not Hall of Fame level quarterbacking anymore. But the teams have shown through the course of history, you know, the, the last one to probably do it was Denver's Peyton Manning team, right? Um, that you can win Super Bowls with with C, C plus, B minus level quarterbacking. And that's probably where Green Bay is right now, guys. Robbie, the other piece of this obviously is is home field in the other game. So, you know, you saw Seattle signing Marshawn Lynch because uh, they're decimated at running back. I mean, do you give the Seahawks a puncher's chance? Um, you know, did they get a wake-up call from Arizona or did they get exposed? Because obviously we now here in the state of Wisconsin are going to be the world's biggest Seattle Seahawks fans come Sunday night. Oh, no, I, I would give Russell Wilson a fighter's chance anytime he's on the field. We, we saw it in Madison, guys, uh, the one season he he blessed us with his presence. This is this is one of the top two players in football, Tim and Lamar Jackson. So, so any, anything, anything is absolutely possible. Um, I, I know over the course of, of Pete Carroll's tenure there that they love to hammer away and, and, and kind of try to try to wear you out in the run game. And Russell takes over late and, and wins a lot of football games there. You know, their offensive line is much better guys than it was two or three years ago, but clearly there's going to be a major drop with, with what they've what they've lost in, in the run game, you, you saw it with Minnesota last night. I mean, there's there's a reason guys like Delvin Cooks are number one, right? There's a reason why guys like Carson uh, in Seattle are Pro Bowl alternates and, and things to that effect. They're they're terrific football players, and bringing a guy off the street all of a sudden like Marshawn Lynch um, or whoever it is running the football for them Sunday night is is going to be a major drop, but. But Wilson's good enough, guys. I mean, what worries me is that this just isn't this isn't anything close to the Seattle defense uh, that you saw winning Super Bowls five, six years ago, or, 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 or reaching Super Bowls and blowing out Denver and and things like that. Um, it's 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 an okay defense, but it, but it's not great. And, and San Francisco has has been putting up a lot of points. But on the flip side, guys, San Francisco's defense hasn't played quite as well uh, in the last month either since hammering Green Bay. Uh, whatever that was back in week 12 or something like that. And so I, I would expect a lot of points in that game, guys. And, you know, if Russell has the ball late in that game with the chance to go win, and I certainly wouldn't bet against them. Robbie, let me ask you, when it, when it comes to the Packers defense, are they the real deal? Are they peaking at the right time? Like, what can they sustain this? Because as a Packers fan, I haven't seen a defense like this since, what, 2010? Could you just make the case? It, it, it's it's really interesting, isn't it, Evo? Because they've given up now 51 points in the last four games. But you go back and you look, and it's the Giants, who what have three wins, the Redskins who have three wins, the Bears who are going to you know obviously move on in all likelihood from from that lousy quarterback, and and it's Minnesota last night. Minnesota to be last night was was maybe the the proving point, right? I yeah. mean that's that's a high level offense. Um, had they done it against Alvin Cook? Um, is, is, is the, as the bell cow running back, I, I guess I have I have a greater belief, and I would I would tell you, Evil, that I'm all in on this defense. But I, I'm pretty close to being to being all in on on this defense. So those are still two very high level wide receivers. Uh, the quarterback had been playing at a Pro Bowl level. That they they you know kind of turned him to mush last night, and and he continued his losing ways in primetime games and on on Monday night football. So I, I I'm close, Evo, to, to saying. Uh, that this defense is the real deal. You, you still do have flashbacks to you know to how bad they were in the San Francisco game, and, and they weren't very good against the Chargers, and and even a backup quarterback with the Chiefs, you know, put up a ton of yards and I think 24 points against them that night. But but at the end of the day, guys, you know, they're keeping people out of the end zone. Their red zone defense 
has been a- absolutely terrific and lights out all year long. Uh, Tremont Williams and I were talking about this last week, and you know we, we were talking about just how, how many yards the Packers were giving up um, on, on a week-to-week basis, and he said that that's just not a, a, a land we want to live in. That's not a world we want to be part of. We want to actually dominate people from start to finish. I mean, everybody does it, but he says when we get to, he said when we get to the playoffs, we're playing with fire. You know, going against the Drew Breeses and the Russell Wilsons of the world because they're gonna put the ball in the end zone. He said we need to start dominating people. You know, at their own 25 and at midfield. Well, last night they did that. I mean, that that was an enormous step, guys. Last night for that defense, and 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 they should put up really good defensive numbers again against Detroit come come Sunday, and and then get a week to rest. So. Uh, you know, Evo, I, I would tell you it's it's the best defense they've probably had since the 2010 Super Bowl season, yeah. certainly, since, certainly since the 2014 season. Uh, you remember that was the year they moved Clay to inside linebacker halfway yeah. through and they and they closed the year with a bang uh, on the defensive side of the ball before they collapsed in, in Seattle in that NFC title game. But but this, this defense is pretty darn close to, to being the real deal, and it's the best one they've had around there in at least five years, guys. Robbie, real quick, this is a short, simple answer. Who's a better quarterback, Mitch Trubisky or Kirk Cousins? <laughs> No, I mean Cousins is better. He was, he was really yeah, bad. Zero and nine uh, in Monday Night Football. Zero and nine. I, uh, you know, well, how many of those are? How many of those are with Washington? Six or seven, Evo, right? I mean, so so you. I don't want to say you give him a pass on those, but he was clearly playing with a lousy. No, he definitely ain't passing. When he when he did that, I'm sorry. Nothing. There's a bad attempt. <laughs> oh, no, bad attempted humor, Rob. Just keep going. Don't worry about it. No, no. I mean, Cousins is is is, is a. I don't know. I'd put him somewhere, guys, between 12 and 15. He, he's a guy you can win 10 regular season games a year with, but you're probably not going real far in the playoffs. I mean, everything with Kirk Cousins, and you guys know this, and, and, and sorry, Evo, you said short answer. You know me. I, I get a little windy. Um, I knew what I was getting myself into, Rob. Every, everything with Cousins is predicated on play action. And when they could not run the ball last night, that showed you who the real Kirk Cousins is, right? And so losing Dalvin Cook for that game, guys, was just enormous. That was just monumental for the Vikings. And again, another huge break for the Packers. They don't have to apologize to anybody because they've caught the break, um, you know, but kudos to them for taking advantage of the breaks. And, and now they find themselves in a position, guys, where where they're looking at uh, a first-round playoff buy and maybe the number one seed. It's, it's really a remarkable story. Uh, to that point, Robbie, final thought. Uh, regardless of what happens from here on out and how far this thing does or doesn't go, where would this season go for you and your years of uh, covering this team as far as biggest surprise from just the, the bizarreness of the offseason, the low expectations to start to where they at? I mean, where, where do you chalk this season up to all the ones you've covered here in, in Green Bay? You know, 2010 still takes the cake, guys, because six seeds just don't go and win Super Bowls, right? I I think in the last 30 years, there's only been two. I think Pittsburgh did it a few years before Green Bay did it. That, that That's probably got to be number one, but, but this could be this could be number two, Joe, when, when you think what we were talking about last year uh, as we got to Christmas here on, on your show, right? Who's going to be the head coach? Is it time to move on from Mark Murphy? Yes. Is, is Brian, is Brian Gutekunst uh, going to fail in, in his job? And 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 now you 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 fast forwarded a year, and and they had the unbelievable day in free agency back in March, where they signed the four guys and and spent more money in a single day than any day in franchise history. Right? They found themselves three studs on defense, and and maybe the best defensive player in football in in Zedarius Smith and. And and for them, you know, and, th- and then they have and Gutekunst has a really good draft, right? Where he finds himself two lock solid starters in in uh, in in the safety, and then in El- Elton Jenkins. And um, I mean, he's revamping the roster kind of on the fly. Uh, I think everybody thought they'd be an eight nine win team. First year coach has never made the playoffs in Green Bay. This guy's this guy's twelve and three. It's uh, it's in the discussion, Joel. Certainly for. You know, I, I started covering the team in '01, but I mean, I, I, I you, you can take me back to, um, you know, the the, the late '70s and, and watching bad Bart Starr teams, Joe, um, in terms of what I've seen. And obviously, I've done enough homework in history uh, with with the books I've written to to know the, you know, to know everything that's happened for the most part of the last hundred years of this franchise. But my years of doing it, Joe, the last two decades or so, I would put this second right now probably behind uh, that 2010. Uh, awesome. Hey, Robbie, have an awesome uh, Christmas as well. Appreciate you coming on here uh, on short notice today, brother. Yeah, thanks, Rob. All right, guys, it uh, it was a pleasure, and, and the best to you and yours as, as well. Hey. Happy 
Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everyone at the zone. Robbie, do you got a go-to Christmas movie before we let you go? Uh, I think we're going to lock it down tomorrow here for in the morning after gifts and, and just uh, buy a couple on TV. Well, you, you enjoy it, man. Are you going to go to one yourself? Uh, we're going to go to Star Wars, but I got to get my Christmas story and Home Alone in before. <laughs> and I know Joe's going to go home and watch the Viking game again. Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm going to just be cheering and taking shots every time the Vikings get a sack or get sacked. I take a shot, Rob. Yeah, you'll, you'll be drunk by noon. So. <laughs> That's no different than any other day. Thank there you, Robbie. Is. See you, Rob. Yeah, I might already be with that eggnog. <laughs> Hey, by the way, Bernie, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I'm sure you have some good stories. I don't know if you knew that J.J. Watt used to deliver pizzas on a Scooter on State Street. Did you ever hear that story? No, I did not hear that yeah, story. Yeah, did you know that uh, Jake Ferguson is Barry Alvarez's grandson? I actually did not know that. It's amazing. J.J. <laughs> uh, Watt has just been medically cleared. He's been pulled back from IR. Looks like he's going to play this week and in the playoffs uh, for the Houston Texans. Uh, what I mean, nobody knew what they had in him coming back here, right? I mean, is that one of the great Badger stories of all time? When you know, around your time, I mean, JJ Watt is one of the best players probably to play in the NFL. So to have him be a Wisconsin Badger is special. Well, I mean, when we, when you were here, give, give me. I mean, who are the guys that you were just like? I mean, obviously there were great players, but like, who was the one where you still look back on and be like, I can't believe that guy turned into being what he was either in college or on in the NFL. Um, oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, you all, everyone always knew Joe Thomas was going to dominate. I mean, the dude was like one of the – he's Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Oh, you were at his, his party in New York. Yeah, can't be killed, kills everybody. So that's, that's what I thought. But who, Even the Browns couldn't kill him. They tried, Evo. They tried. Wow, that was really funny, actually. Um, I don't know. Who, who went who's, on? Who's a guy you're like, damn, that guy's good? I don't. You Besides know, looking at yourself in the mirror. You know, like to me, like <laughs> I that, when I was the. You know, I was when, there for two minutes. Well, like when I was the guy that went to practice every day, and I was the beat writer, covering guy, like Jim Leonard, right? Like, sure. Just came out of nowhere, and the guy was just—he was, you know—he won the freaking slam dunk contest, and he's like five foot seven, and he led the nation not once but twice in interceptions, and he was from Tony, Wisconsin, and then he goes on for like a. 10-year NFL career, I'm just like, how in the world does like a guy like Jim Leonard exist? You know, it's, that's a great question. I don't know. Good genetics, maybe? <laughs> drinking the right, uh, maybe he was drinking Miller Lights as a little baby yeah. like you. Um, I, you know, J- Jimmy, though, you just knew he was special. Every day at practice, every day, every game. My favorite was in inside drill, he would be there. I ran through on like a sweep. I'm supposed to hit the strong safety. I hit him. And Coach Alvarez, it's my job. That's my responsibility. Screams, Bernie, don't touch Jimmy Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch Jimmy Leonard. So we have like this great, like this, like we have this great, every time in practice after that, I just run right by him. Like, like, Bernie, where's your plan? (laughs) No, Coach White's like, hey, Bernie, good job. He's like, (laughs) do you know that there's like three people you can't touch? It was like him. Bollinger and um, Lee Evans. Yeah, it's like that was it. Yeah, don't, don't touch those guys. Don't. For it's, like it, God, it's, it's like it's like it's like Rudy when he blows up the play and uh, Vince Vaughn's character is like this. This a hole thinks it's the Super Bowl. Era Parsegan's like you just went from the third team to the prep team. If you had ten the heart of Rudiger, you would have been all American. There's Barry exactly. Alvarez up there. Bernstein, if you had tenth the heart of Leonard, you would have been all American. If I had tenth the athletic ability, I would have been a quarterback and a tight end. You were a quarterback in high school. I seen your tape. I threw the ball twice. T- I think. Touchdowns? Uh, maybe more. You were Two- inside linebacker? Yeah, or, or middle, linebacker. middle linebacker. Middle yeah. linebacker, quarterback, fullback, quarterback. running back. Yeah, I've seen the sure. tape, Bernie. I've seen the tape. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what. So, you know, what is it? Uh, even a clock correct twice a day? Even a broken I, yeah. clock is right Sorry. twice a day. I threw a, a touchdown and a two-point conversion. It amazing. I saw it. <laughs> the ones going to my left was even dumber. I don't know how my, coach, how my coach calls that. What's up, Tommy? Welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Merry yeah, Christmas. I was uh, rudely interrupted the other day when I called in, and I want to just mention that the whole point of my call is to tell you guys to have a little tell them we're doing your eggnog this week. So. Tell them we're doing I go brandy in my eggnog. Tommy, I'm not what trying don't to you tell put you. Tully in? Well, tell you, you put it with anything, like in a baby bottle, whatever. Hey, Tom, I just want you to do this for me. When you're celebrating with your loved ones, send up a Christmas prayer, because I don't know if you remember or not, but the Brewers were four outs away from beating the Nationals in that wild card game until the umpire stole the game from the Brewers. So send up a Christmas prayer for the Brewers. 
now we have a whole new roster, so we can see if they're any better. So, anyway, you guys have a nice holiday. Hey, Tommy, Merry Christmas, man. Bye-bye-bye. Thank you, Tom. He's the man. Uh, Tommy yeah. rules. And he drinks. To, you'll, you'd like him, Bernie. See, all our listeners are booze hounds. That, guy, <laughs> that guy's drinking whiskey. At, like We go to opening day every year, and the guy's got like a bottle of whiskey in his hand. It's 8 in the morning. He's you grilling know, I, out sliders and drinking whiskey at 8 in the morning. Legend, Ooh, I would be there right next to him. Do, whenever you want to invite me, just invite me. Uh, so you said um, this is standing invite whenever you want. I okay, was out cool. shopping the other day and I saw a shirt that was Telemore Dew Irish whiskey and I bought it just because of Tom. Uh, dude, Tully, you should have learned it today, Nelly. Well, we saved that for opening day. Now we got We're gonna have a pilgrimage for the Cub uh, opening I'll wear day. the Telemore Nelly, Dew Irish that jersey, whiskey that shirt with the Christian Yelich jersey. Hey, how uh, you mentioned the three untouchables, Bernie? How great was? I mean, that's when I was there covering the team too. How great was Lee Evans, man? I mean, just people so forget about. Maybe, or you think about the running backs, and it's Dane, and it's Gordon, and it's Taylor. You think about the offensive linemen. Dude, Lee Evans, was he just like a generational talent when you played with him? I mean, I, I, I really think he was. I, he's just so special. He never dropped a ball. His routes were like perfectly run. He hardly had to be coached. He made everyone else better. And every time he threw them the ball, he had like an 80% chance of catching it. It's like just bananas. Like I've never seen somebody so good. We had five touchdowns in Michigan State. It was like the most baller <laughs> thing ever. Is that where you're just standing the, around and you're just like, damn, I can't believe I'm watching this? You're, you're just sitting there like, wow, I'm playing on a field. Like, I don't even deserve to be on this field with this guy right now. <laughs> like, he's unstoppable. So and when you guys prepare for a bowl game and whatnot, like what, obviously you have time away and hang out with the family and everything, but when you get back to the facilities and start practicing, is there a different mindset? Or is it just like, all right, let's get this over? Or like, what goes through your head when you're there? Well, I mean, to me, practice was always let's get this over with. Yeah. But but at, but also at a high intensity, like let's get the reps you need and be done. But a lot, I went yesterday. Everyone's getting reps, so I think that's what a January one bowl, a bowl that's later on in the the bowl games, you get extra practice to get the young guys ready to get them more reps for next year. You know, I met with uh, I saw Kalaji. He said the season went from like 70 games, because you never had a Big Ten championship, 70 days, I'm sorry, to like a, over 100. Oh, yeah. Also, that guy's, I, I, I look at him like, damn, that, that guy's the mountain. <laughs> I, mean, I went up to him, I was like, you, you look really slim. He's like, yeah, 310 slim. I was like, you're 310 pounds? How tall is he? He's got to be like 6'4". Oh, yeah. he's a big boy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, he said he had two daughters who were teenagers, and I, I, would, I would never want to... Hang out with them. Oof. That'd be tough. Coming to, yeah, yeah, that'd be like, you know, in like Bad Boys when uh, like the guy comes to take out Martin Lawrence's daughter and they're like pulling up their guns. I'm like, I put a cab in your ass. Another great you know, Christmas like, movie. Yeah, there you go. Very good. <laughs> That's not a Christmas um, movie. The other you thing about that, it is, it is. <laughs> did you like, you know, we talk about these bowl games, Bernie, and, it, you know, you get like an extra month of practice, like you were saying. Would you like to be, a, if you're this team, if you're Paul Chris, are you getting to LA as soon as possible and acclimating and saying, let's not get overwhelmed? Or do you want to not do what apparently the Packers did when they were in L.A. last month and apparently partied their asses off too much and just get in as close to the game as you can and get out? Because I feel like bowl games, I remember going with you guys a couple of times to the California or the Florida Bowls, and you do the Disney World and Bush Gardens and Outback Steakhouse. Like, did you like all that? Or were you like, no, dude, I Outback want to fly in the day Steakhouse. before the game and then get out the day after the game? Well, I, I also was talking to Kalaji about the guys, and I think the mentality has changed. We were like... Work hard, play hard. And we like, we would get off the plane first night, and we are, give us our per diem, which was like 100 bucks, and we basically all just spent it at a bar somewhere, going like bananas. And then the next day of practice was a nightmare. These guys, <laughs> <laughs> my coach is like, you guys smell like a bar. Coach White, we're like, dude, we were there like three hours ago. Like, we're practicing. You got a good impersonation of that guy. I think co- my Coach hey, White buddy. and my, my, my Alvy are pretty close to the same, but... They're both high pitched. What was the one you're doing on the round table? The uh, the what was that story? Oh, game room closed. Uh, game room closed. Jeff Mack tells it way better than me, but I've never been so stunned that. And what'd you guys do to get the game? Like everyone left their chew cups everywhere. All right, so you had. So you <laughs> I was had, like, guys, clean it up. Like this is not your home. You had a game room at the where was it at again? The it was at the seminary. The seminary. Yeah, on High Point. So, and you had a game room. What was in there? Golden tea. There was golden tea. Was it there like was big buck hunter. There was a, or whatever. There was I think a buck hunter. There was um, cruising USA. Dude, which, if anyone's like under the age of twenty, they don't remember. Cruising oh, yeah. USA but rules. Cruising USA was so amazing. So you guys had this game room. We had darts. 
So like you really could go in there and like kind of just separate for a in second. In between practices they, and they had TV yes, they had TV for like with like five channels, so you just had to watch whatever channels were on. And so you and so RJ who works here and yeah. joins us, he was a manager at the time. And he had to take all the stuff and out of there. And they had to take him away from you guys when you guys were sleeping. <laughs> Yo, it's so grimy. <laughs> it's like the dirtiest thing I've ever been around. Alvy stands up there and he's like he's like fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Game room closed. <laughs> and so we're like dying laughing. We're like, game room closed. Like they'll just lock the door. No, no. The, locking the door was, didn't happen. They took overnight all the games out of there. Awesome. They took the, the couches, like anything that was in there, they took out. And you walked in, you're like, it looked like um, someone just like, like got, you can see the like the layout like yeah, the with all the, the dust. You, the someone dust got it looked like someone got like robbed. The impressions on the couch yeah. were still there from yeah. the golden Game team machine. <laughs> You're just like this. This just really happened. So did it demoralize you guys? It crushed me. I, Where's it, my golden team? I'm I didn't even. I just USA. sat there and watched people play. And why was this? Because like, the cups. Because the spit cups were everywhere in the meeting rooms, in the auditorium, <laughs> like everywhere in the. <laughs> In their people's rooms, like it was uh, terrible. Devil, Bernie. Yeah, get in, get a little chew in. <laughs> Got to eat your greens. I'll tell you what I did. I did one chew with uh, Owen Daniels, and I threw up in the shower for like half an hour, and that was it for me. I had a bad, I had a bad experience. <laughs> I did Holy one twice. chew with Owen Daniels, and I threw up for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Game room closed, Bernie. <laughs> I, I'll never. I mean, it's just the when, when you get drunk with these guys, it's so funny. RJ said then that. <laughs> They had it in a different room, and the managers would go play him when no one was around. See, now RJ's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we had to go straight to the source on this. Uh, Matt Bernstein regaling us with incredible stories of his time playing with the Badger football team. So RJ, our Badger insider, was the manager at the time. <laughs> and, you got to get to the bottom of <laughs> right. this. So, we need, uh, so RJ, we need to know what's the truth on this. Game over, bunny! <laughs> Game room story, and that you were wheeling the games out, and then the managers moved to another run. We're actually playing the games. Uh, can you confirm or deny that story? It kind of depends on where it was, because we had it happen when camp was at the seminary, where yeah, when stuff was just left all around, and I think it only happened because like one got knocked over. It would have never been a problem if like a cup was just sitting there. It was the fact like I think something spilled and. Whoever cleaned up the seminary like complained about it, and that's, well, that's what also got it. Nobody was cleaning it up. If something right. spilled, it just was left. There. Yeah, it was. A, it became a stain, people and were like disgusting people just looked at it. It was like, well, there it is. That's going to be there <laughs> yeah. forever. Um, yeah, we had to go to the game room, wheel everything out, put it back in the makeshift equipment room, and then when lights out time happened, we'd just go down there and play with all the games. Or like <laughs> waiting between practices and all that, Bernie, we'd go play all the games. You never knew. You never knew where they were. I I never knew where they were. Yeah. Well, I just thought they were got returned to wherever yeah. they would be returned to. When you guys came in, all the jerseys and stuff, because it was makeshift, you just had racks of that. So you pull it in front of all the stuff. You guys don't know where it is. <laughs> and then when you're gone, wheel everything away and start playing the games again. Did you ever wonder while you're wheeling them back and forth why they didn't just lock the room? Where they were originally? There was no door. Oh, there wasn't? Yeah. It was like, it was just a big you guys would have frame. to move all of like, the weight room. Yeah, you guys moved the whole weight room. Tell that story. Why would you I have hated to, that. Why would that you have to worst. do that? It was so, I don't, be, because they didn't want to have buses go back and forth to the McLean Center. So they made the managers move yeah. the weight racks and everything? The, from the, the, the best part is when you have like <laughs> Bob and Herb like looking at you as I'm... Using two hands and walking like a duck <laughs> to move like a hundred pound barbell, and they're like, "What are you doing? Just lift it." I'm like, "I am. I can't. I can't do this." Yeah, Ben, ben Herber used to lift cars. I think that, that, yeah, that I went out with that guy at the, after the uh, the Music City Bowl. Uh, that, that guy was like curling people. Yeah, like, he's a meathead. He was yeah. great. But, he was great. That the weight room to me was the worst because after practice. You did, you had to go yeah, to, to the weight the Most, courtyard. Sometimes the offense would go, and sometimes the defense yeah. would go. It was every other day, and I think if you got stuck like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it was like the worst week. Yeah, 
It, and then the next week it would be defense was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But you go to the courtyard. They had all these weights that were like disgusting because they've been sitting in a somewhere. They're not the weight room weights. Right. They were from like a shed somewhere. <laughs> so they're all like rusty and gross. Yeah, you're in cleats. They were you don't out. take your cleats off. Or remember JD's like, take your cleats off. You're in your you're in socks. Yeah. And then you had to do like core workout in the middle. Yeah. And by and by that time, like you never knew if someone was messing with your room, which always happened. <laughs> so you're like. Go up to your room and you're like, I don't know, should I open my door or not? Also, why is it closed? My door's never yeah, closed. I didn't close this. <laughs> Who closed my door? Um, <laughs> uh, it was usually Mike Allen, the kicker. He was, I hated it. I loved him, but he was always up there messing with my stuff. Hey, by the way, Vitaly Pazetsky, uh, who I follow on Twitter, he thinks he's, he's trying to make a comeback because he says uh, 40-year-old kickers still go. So I don't know if you're still friends with Pazetsky. He's, he's, he's mounting a comeback. I love him. Well, what he said was, Alex Hornibrook, that he's so bad that he should focus on kicking with the state of kicking and how bad he's a quarterback and that he would get a better chance of getting drafted as a kicker. Right. I, you know what? I, Hornibrook has really went downhill. I, feel, I kind of feel bad for him. But what are you going to do? Make fun of him. Yeah, let's make fun of him. <laughs> uh, Zach, welcome to the Joe and Ebo show. What's up? Nelson can't uh, screen calls again. Apparently. Well, that's that's been a Zach. You know, that it's he's a blessing. Yeah, he's a blessing this? and a curse. Oh, Heilprin, yeah. what's up, buddy? The head Zach. Oh, yeah. it's Heilprin. Yeah, what he just he, he just put some random Zach on the call. Screener. Nelson's grumpy today, Zach. Yeah, he's in a very bad mood. Yeah. Hey, Bernie. What's up, Zach? Happy Hanukkah. Doing great. Yes, happy Hanukkah to you, sir. Hey, Zach, are you? Uh, we we wanted to know. Did you pull an all nighter? Did you get? Did you go to sleep? Like, what uh, what happened last night? Give me the uh, the Zach Halpern uh, itinerary from that win last night. Yeah, well, I left the stadium about uh, midnight and went back to the hotel, did some work, and then went to bed about four. four are you, are you on the way home now? Yeah, about to about to leave for uh, for Madison now. But I wanted to call in and just. Say hi to you guys because I heard Bernie was on, and I'm obviously big Bernie fan. Hey, we this could be a zone exclusive. Um, he's got exclusive details on when Barry Alvarez closed the game room at the seminar. I feel like this is page one on CBSSports.com. This will be a trending story when Barry Alvarez stood up in front of the team and said, "Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, game room closed." That's a that's a very good Barry Alvarez there. I've never heard that story before. Bernie, have you ever told that story before? Only like uh, once or twice. <laughs> but the problem is now RJ's here. He has like the background. Yeah, they, I feel like we should just write a book. All of us should just come collectively. RJ scares me with some of his stories. I I right. don't know if I get married if he uh, tells some of them. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, what you were saying when we were doing the roundtable. I, I think I mentioned his name and you got really really white, like even whiter than you are, and it was like, oh my god. Yeah, like RJ is that guy that Bernie has to be nice to. Could he? Because he could eviscerate Bernie if he wanted to. So Bernie's like, I don't know that I like RJ, but I have to just because of what he knows about me. I love RJ, but he knows too much. <laughs> Way too much. Come on. Hey, see, see, he brings up things that I don't remember Zach, at all. Zach. Yeah. I have to ask you a question. What was better, seeing Gophers fans leave uh, the Ooh, stadium early, or seeing Vikings fans yeah. uh, leaving their stadium early? I think it was probably the Gophers, just simply because of how how uh, arrogant they had been over the last year. Because they won the act for once in fifteen years, so they were so arrogant. They were ten and what ten and one at the time, and they thought they had a chance to win the Big Ten West. And sending them to the and sending that student section uh, to the parking lots was, uh, I think, a more impressive feat than than what the Packers did uh, in terms of that. But like the win. The win, I'm more shocked by last night. I did not. See, did anybody see that coming? Did anybody? Hey, I picked it on the action the, zone, Zach. If you follow it, six fifteen, eight fifteen. With their head, with their. <laughs> you, you bet on them. You actually put money on. Them? I did. I took the money line. Oh, by the way, okay. I got I, I, I a payment. Well, I gave Ebo and you each money. money. Yeah, I, I'll have to rip this dollar in half to give it to you. <laughs> Stop it, Ebo. Yeah. All right, uh, Zach. Is, are the Seahawks going to beat the 49ers on Sunday night? Because the Packers are going to beat the Lions. We don't even need to waste time talking about that. It all comes down to is Seattle going to beat the 49ers on Sunday night? They're playing how old is Marshawn Lynch? 35, 36? He's beast mode, bro. I mean, Zach, he's only here so he won't be fine. <laughs> hey, he now, now he's here just so he gets paid. And uh, I, I don't know, man. That, the, that, that San Francisco, the uh, Seattle roster beat up as hell. And I'm not, you know, I think the 49ers will 
uh, obviously have a lot to play for. Do you think it's just a slam dunk in Detroit simply because yes. of how yes. bad they are? They're going to be starting a third, fourth string quarterback? Yeah, they are going to be so mo- like- The Packers are going to play out of their minds. That thing's going to be 35 nothing at the half. Well, I think you know. I think the, the Lions will have something to play for, just simply because of what happened at Lambeau, the way they think they got screwed out of that win, and that was essentially the, where their season went to crap. I mean, they were two one and one in that game, and or two two and one coming in, or something like that, and, and uh, obviously didn't uh, think the didn't think they should have lost that game. So I think they could play a little hot, but I don't think it'll matter because of that quarterback situation they have. But I don't know if I don't know uh, I don't know if Seattle can can rise up. That defense just isn't very good this year, and I'm not sure Russell Wilson has enough, but. It sure would be nice for the Packers having to not, never leave Green Bay if they're going to make the Super Bowl. All right, do you want to get any final uh, quotes from Bernie on the uh, game room gate uh, before the we let you guys go? Because I think this well, is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard in the history of Badger football. It's fantastic, and every Badger fan should hear it. I, I still laugh every time I hear it, even though I've heard it about ten times. It's just the best story ever. There's so many good stories coming out of, out of the uh, – Seminary, it's fantastic, uh, and I love the Zach. That, you know, the follow-up that yeah, RJ, who was a manager, they didn't. They were supposed to move him out of the building. They just moved him into another room, and then the managers were playing him all night. And Bernie and the players are like crying that they lost their video games, and RJ was like holed up in the basement playing Golden Tee. <laughs> hey, where, where are the managers? Where, where, where's our Where's our water? Where's our safe? Where's everything else? Uh, uh, okay. Zach, any tips? <laughs> any tips for Nelson on phone screening? <laughs> yeah, don't answer it. The boy- Recognize the voice of somebody you work with every single day. Yeah, I would say take two weeks off and then quit would be my advice to Nelson on call screening. <laughs> but, Martin, yeah. You can't go wrong with Brett Barber's advice. Hey, Merry Christmas, Zach. All right, happy Hanukkah to you, Joe. Uh, no, yeah, thank you. Actually, I celebrate, I celebrate Kwanzaa tomorrow. So. 